you are divine. Hello, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking all things social media. Um, I want to talk specifically about leaving the realm of social media and kind of why I've decided to make this decision, because I think this is information that maybe a lot of y'all will need to hear, especially as we move into the Pluto return of the country uh, in the United States, like as a country, we're moving into the Pluto return and this Pluto return is I feel like in a lot of ways, it's it, social media is a like really heavy factor that kind of plays into this and how we are mentally responding to it. And so I've decided like really early on to remove myself. And anyway, I feel like I'm saying too much without even explaining. So first and foremost, I want to say that I decided in technically like December of last year, that this year, 2022, I knew that I wanted to take a big social media break. Like I wanted to take a multiple month break where I am not engaging in social media at all. And I think to be honest, this also stretches to the news. Like I definitely feel like social media still kind of keeps us in the news sometimes, depending on what we're looking at. And I definitely still manage to stay informed somehow, somehow in the world that we live in, even if I choose not to pay attention to the outside world in that regard, because I have the privilege of doing that, it still finds its way into my life. And so I do feel like anybody that is like afraid of that, y'all will still stay informed somehow, I promise. Uh, usually it comes from the form of like other people from me, but or other people telling me about things. But in at the end of 2021, I decided that the theme for my year for 2022 was going to be the my most nourished year. That's what I wanted my highlight to be. That is like, and that is everything. That's how I'm feeding myself, how I'm moving my body, how I'm spiritually attuning to myself, how I am giving to myself mentally, how I'm tending to my mind, body, soul, basically. And what's interesting is though I have evolved so much along my own path, I would say over the last several years, I feel like I definitely still had a lot of resistance. And I think as I'm recording this, I still do. I still really struggle with the resistance of trying to just like not do good things for myself. And I would often let myself get sucked into social media. I would spend so much time. Like if I downloaded TikTok, I could spend a 16 hour day just on TikTok for 16 hours straight. And I don't know if everybody else is like that. Maybe y'all can spend like a couple hours and walk away or less, but I would spend full days. And I think that's because I live a life where my schedule is really dependent on me. Like I have to make a schedule. I'm the one that gets to decide how my days are spent. I'm the one that gets to decide how many hours I want to work, what I want to do, what I want to get up to. And though that is very, very, very freeing, and I think a lot of people would like 
die to be in my position, it also can really suck <laughs> when there is no, like, when you realize that there literally are no rules around you, it can become very toxic very quickly if you just decide to do nothing. And I think for me, when it came to social media, I would just like, and I know everybody has experienced this. I know that this is just, it's not just me. You'll be like, like picture this, you'll be on TikTok or on Instagram or on Facebook or wherever, wherever it is that you get your drip. Okay. We're calling it the drip because it is <laughs> highly addictive. Um, wherever you get your drip, right? You, your brain is telling you, you should probably get off. We should get off this app. We should get off this app. We should get off this app. But you keep doing it and you keep scrolling and you keep scrolling, even though you've had the mental notion, I'm wasting my time here. I should leave. You just keep scrolling. And I'm not saying this because I want you to be like shamed of what you do or how you practice or engage social media. It's that I want to challenge that. Why do we give away our willpower and decide that we're just, or maybe don't decide. It's just kind of this like background thought. And I think that something that people don't think about, or maybe you have thought about it, but you just don't care. It's something that I've thought about, but I guess I just never really like let it hit me deeply. You know that the creators of these apps, they literally do research and hire people to see what keeps you engaged, what keeps you on the app. And they're not just going to learn that information and then throw it away. They're going to keep implementing it to keep you there. And I think we all would like to believe that we can't be pressured into things like that. But the fact of the matter is we can. And I think as this digital age rises, don't get me wrong, I think there are so many benefits to social media. There's community and the ability to like stay up to date with friends and family. There's finding connections virtually where maybe you couldn't otherwise. It's It can be an outlet for your self-expression, for your creativity. Um, it can help you to learn new things, new things about yourself and the world around you because we have access to so much information. Uh, it can also be somewhere that you can seek emotional support during really hard times in your life. I mean, shit, without the, without the implementation of the internet and social media and having the ability to connect the way that we do, can you imagine what going through 2020 would have been like? Oh my goodness, it would have been so lonely. I think for a lot of people that are really unfamiliar with the internet and connecting, it might have been really lonely. And for me, I've been virtual for so long. Like, I've literally connected with the bulk of my friends and family online for since I was 18. So for like 12 years, like I've been virtual for like 12 years with the occasional meetup here and there. And I think a lot of people, that was not their experience. So this has been like a whole new world. But the thing is, we've also all had the ability to get really sucked into these apps. And it's even been proven that our attention spans are getting shorter as people. Because we're just constantly getting stimulation from 
I blame social media personally. <laughs> I think it's social media that is stimulating us and giving us that hit of dopamine. And then we're just wanting to find the next stimulant, wanting to find the next stimulant, wanting to find the next video, wanting to find the next thing. And our attention spans are actually getting shorter. And I recognized this in myself. And this could also be ADHD, to be honest with you. I will openly admit that. But I think it's gotten worse over the years. Like, especially over the last few years, I think it's gotten a lot worse. Where I find that it's hard for me to focus on a video game that I'm playing. Because I want to listen to this book or this podcast. Or I want to start looking up this thing or looking up that thing or be on social media. And then I end up doing like eight different things. And I'm not doing any of them well because I can't focus. And I notice that this is a, this is a pattern that I tend to have. And like I said, this could also be on ADHD. I don't discount that. But I think that over the last couple of years, it's gotten significantly worse. And it's harder for me to make myself sit down and just focus where I'm constantly jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing. And in any case, I'm saying all of this because A, I maybe wanted to bring something up in your awareness that maybe you're not aware of. Maybe you are really sucked into social media and into like that realm. And maybe it doesn't bother you at all. Maybe you like existing there. But for me, some of the, the cons that I've really noticed in my life are my lack of attention span. And also, I need to like, talk about this as well. I being I think I'm like a middle ground millennial, I'm not considered an older millennial, but I'm not a young millennial, either. I'm like right in that middle spot. I was born in 1991. And I feel like because I was I was raised with the rise of social media, I don't really know what life feels like without it. Like I do, but only minimally. Like I, I had a childhood where I went outside, where I did things outside, where I didn't spend every waking moment online. But once I hit about age 12, I was online along with everybody else. And we were a family that was fortunate enough to have a computer in our home. So I was, I was online. I was, you know, on fan fiction forums and talking to people and chat rooms and all that stuff. Right. And then when we got Instagram and we got Facebook and we got all these different places, it started to be about sharing my life. And then I got into a career that put me headfirst into social media I worked in gaming, which many of y'all know that from 2013 through, I'm going to say about 2020 was really when I stopped doing gaming for the most part. Like I still stream here and there, but I don't do gaming on a consistent basis anymore. And I think that was a good thing for me. But in order to run that kind of career, it puts you in the realm of social media and that's where like all your connections are. That's where you promote your stuff, you know, being on YouTube or being on Twitch or having those accounts that are public that people can see of your life. And I think for me, where I wasn't getting validation at home, and I covered a lot of stuff in my family podcast this month, where I wasn't getting validation at home, I loved getting online validation. I loved being online and I loved my like family that wasn't giving me validation where I felt like I needed it growing up. I loved and like, this is like my toxic trait. Okay, I don't do this 
anymore. Now I kind of wish I could like be invisible and let my content just speak for itself. I wish like fame didn't even have to be a thing, but, um, I used to really thrive in that. I loved that. I felt like when I had all of these likes and subscribers and things like that, my inner child thought that this would give me acceptance. This would finally give me something in my family where I would be accepted, I would be praised, I would be understood. And all of this praise was really in service of just trying to be seen in the family system. And that's like a whole other can of worms that I'm not even trying to open right now. But I recognized that it gave me something, especially in those years where I was not quite a full fledged adult, but I was like, I was like a young adult, basically, through ages like, I'm going to say from around like 18, 19, up until like my mid 20s, I was just constantly looking for this outside validation until I started to give it to myself on my own spiritual journey, which again, we already covered this month. Uh, in the first episode of February, we talked a lot about my own hero's journey and how a lot of the things that I believed and do have just changed. And a lot of that revolved around the family system and my feelings around family. But when it comes to social media, that used to be my thing as I thought if I had enough followers, if I had enough subscribers, if enough people noticed me, then, then I would finally be valuable. I would finally be valuable. I would finally be somebody that my family could look at or value or give love to. And I had to learn the hard way that it actually really didn't matter. And don't get me wrong, I still like I love what I do today. I love the community that we've built. I'm not trying to say that I don't. But I think that sometimes when you have that much attention on you, it can be debilitating. I mean, look at how cancel culture is. Look at how we are so willing to cancel people and establishments for things that they do. And we don't give them the opportunity to learn from their mistakes. We just want them. We just want justice. We just want blood. And don't get me wrong. There are some corporations and people in those corporations that have done some really shady, shitty things that I'm not saying that there shouldn't be consequences for those things. But I think sometimes people are just out for blood and justice. And because of that, we end up not treating people like people. They stop being humanized and we start to dehumanize the faces behind the people that run the accounts. And I feel like on that level, that is where things also can get extremely toxic when a we're getting validation from social media and all of our sources of dopamine and, or B we are dehumanizing people based on their online personas and I just like the fact that even people like I don't know if all of y'all watched the social dilemma, the social dilemma. I think that's what it was called. It's on Netflix and or it was I don't know if it still is. But this documentary was basically a bunch of people that used to work in social media. Like I think they had the old CEOs of a couple of uh, corporations. I don't know if it was Twitter or Facebook. They had like a few people that used to like work and actually created these platforms, not knowing what they would become. And all of them pretty well had a resounding opinion that they would not let their kids on social media. And they see the damage that this stuff actually causes. And again, kind of how I said in the beginning of the episode, 
do you think that like people that find this stuff out they just get all of this data and then just throw it away no they're still going to use it to their advantage because it's all money and power like i just uh then that falls down the rabbit hole of capitalism i feel like personally and this is just my own opinion i think that if there is a world war three it's going to be a war on the mind like it's not going to be a war that is nuclear it's going to literally be a war on the mind and how like I don't mean like mind control the way that it's like played up in TV, but mind control in the sense of how it's already being done. Like we already have mind control if all of us are addicted to social media. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I hope I don't sound like a crazy person. I just basically what I have come to the conclusion of for myself is that I've lived online for all of my adult life, all of it all of my adult life. I don't even know when Facebook was born, but also if you want to get technical, I was on MySpace before that. I was there when MySpace was born. And gosh, when, when, when was MySpace? Let's see. When was MySpace launched? We're going to look this up. 2003. I don't know when it got popular, But in 2003 was when it was launched. So I'm going to say probably like circa 2005, 2006, somewhere in there. I was in there learning HTML, making my profile all cute, getting fucking emo pictures from my little digital camera. You know, I did those things. And from that point forward, I have lived my life sharing pictures, sharing videos, sharing my ideology, sharing... And I think part of it was because I felt really excluded in the family system. And so this was the place that I got to express myself and people validated that experience because they were having it, especially when I got into like psychology and stuff in my adult life. Then I got like a lot of external validation on my experience. And I think that was a, it was good for me to see that I wasn't alone, but I think it also led me to looking for that validation. And so what I have decided is I haven't taken a big social media break, even when like my sister passed away in 2017, even when I went through like my whole debacle of having gallbladder problems and then having to have emergency surgery. Like I had my husband posting to my accounts for me saying like, Oh, Chloe, like just came out of surgery. She's doing okay. Like I, I felt so responsible for my community that I couldn't even let myself like take some time in the dark to just heal and be by myself. Do you see what I'm like? I don't know. (laughs) I feel like I've just put a lot of responsibility on my plate at such a young age. And I'm realizing now as we're having this huge rise in social media, and I mean, I expected it. We have Saturn moving through the sign of Aquarius. Last time this happened 30 years ago, we got the internet. The internet was born at that time. When I was born, the internet was born. We got the internet during Saturn and Aquarius. So I knew, I knew this Aquarius transit was going to be crazy. I knew that we were going to get crazy stuff. I knew, like, I honestly think a lot of the reason that we have so much like fake news or things that are just so crazy polarizing where we don't know what to believe or what to look at or where to turn to the quote unquote right sources 
That is such an Aquarius in Saturn mood. <laughs> it is such a like rise in technology. And honestly, I'm surprised that things haven't like, I wouldn't be surprised if we wrap this Saturn transit. It, it closes in March of 2024. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up with even more AI before the end of it, because there's just so much work that's going into technology and machinery at this time. But anyways, I don't say that to fear monger or scare anybody. I just feel like I'd be surprised if we didn't because we've just seen so much advancement in technology. But I feel like with all of this rise in technology and seeing how much contention it's created in the world, I kind of just don't want to participate. Like, I feel the same way about capitalism. <laughs> I kind of just don't want to participate. Like I just, I'm so tired of the way that we have done things and how we've hurt people and how we don't understand. And it's not even our fault as the individual. I don't think honestly, I feel like it's, it's more about the corporations and how they have made things. Even with the way that social media is like, the fact that we have like buttons, the fact that we have the ability to like react with angry faces or use like, I feel like just the way that even reactions are done is so intricately and mathematically figured out what should even like be in the app. Do you see what I like? I feel like I'm speaking in riddles, but I just feel like I'm not trying to be like high off of this supply anymore. And I'm not going to lie. It's really hard. Like as somebody that has been on social media, using it as a crutch since the MySpace era, it's hard. And I'm having to ask myself, how do I actually want to spend my time? What do I actually want to do? Do I want to work out more? Like that's something I've definitely been getting more into is just like taking care of my body. And like, I've been doing more yoga. I bought like a bunch of tools to be able to stretch better because I'm disabled. So I bought like a yoga wheel and a yoga ball and a couple of um, weights and a yoga mat and some yoga blocks. And I've gotten like way more into movement with myself, which I think is good. I've gotten into breath work a little bit. I've gotten into more meditation and just things that I feel like really nourish me. But I've also like really 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 been into connecting with people so instead of just like connection over social media which isn't a bad thing but I've been really prioritizing my connection to people in the sense of like my own family I've been talking to them so much more I've been playing more switch games with them and really getting to know them and what they like and I've really tried to prioritize like using the internet and these things to make my life better instead of making me feel worse. Because then I actually pulled up this article that I will link down below. We have all of the negative parts of social media. We have the fear of missing out. So FOMO, which I definitely am guilty of this one. I feel like if I'm not like well, I wouldn't even say it's like FOMO with like news and stuff. Like, I don't mind being a Martian. I don't mind people being like, what? You didn't hear about this and this and this? Like, no, but I'm sure you're going to fucking tell me, Janet. Like, I don't mind that kind of stuff. It's more of like, 
I definitely get a little FOMO if I see everybody hanging out together or bonding over something and I'm just like not present because I'm trying to take care of me, but I'm working on that. There's also isolation as a problem because we feel more isolated as we're comparing our lives to what other people are sharing. Depression and anxiety also are negative, um, negative, what's the word I'm looking for? like negative aspects of social media because we aren't making eye to eye contact with people anymore. Did y'all know? Did I tell you? I don't think I told you that when I first moved to Washington in October, I had two, I have not had, I have two friends that live in the area and I have seen them, you know, we all are vaccinated. We're all being safe. Um, not really like going out to places and such because we support modern science as well as wellness. But, um, I was having a really hard time talking and making eye contact and I've struggled with this in the past and I've had to like retrain myself to make eye contact, but I didn't realize how bad it was. And so I started like retraining myself to make eye contact again. And I think that this is something that we don't even talk about that some of us struggle now because of the pandemic, we're struggling to make eye contact with people because we just haven't seen them. And then um, it's also about like, you know, with the anxiety and the depression, we might prioritize social media interaction more than person to person. Well, also because we kind of have to, but it can exacerbate those feelings of anxiety and depression when we're alone or when we're in the presence of other people because we're just not used to it. And don't even get me started on cyberbullying, where that is also on the rise. That is a definite negative. I mean, we talked about that already with um, people just kind of just bullying or like wanting justice or being out for blood and, and dehumanizing people. That's something that to me really comes with this rise of social media. And then I don't know if I fully agree with this last one, but having just like a lot of self-absorption, you know, you know what? I would say that I do agree. And I'll give you an example here with self-absorption. First of all, I do hope every single one of you that listens to my podcast, I hope all of you are full of yourselves because if you're not full of yourself, what the fuck are you full of? I've never really understood that phrase of like, oh, you're so full of yourself. Well, I fucking hope you are full of yourself. Like, who are you supposed to be full of? You get what I'm saying? Like, I know it has a negative connotation, but you are supposed to be full of yourself, not a bunch of other people. You feel me? But with self-absorption, something I will say is at the height of what I feel like was me really behaving negatively with social media, I would go to the pictures that I posted and I would just keep refreshing the page and seeing how many people liked it. How are people interacting with it? Did I do a good job? Are these good pictures? Do I look good? I was basing my own self off of what other people were engaging with. And I think all of us to a degree struggle with this, you know, even if you don't have a platform where you're connecting with hundreds of thousands of people, it can be that maybe you are just, um, maybe you're just hoping that like certain family members will like your picture and you keep checking and checking and checking and checking because you want that validation from that person. And so I do feel like there can be some level of self-absorption in there that is just not healthy. But I also think you should be full of yourself, baby. <laughs> don't let it, don't let anybody tell you different. You should be full of yourself. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I just feel like it's causing such unhealthy usage of the platforms. And to be honest, I don't even know when I come back to social media in May, I have no idea if I'm going to want to be there. I have never taken such a long break from social media in my life. I've taken like a few weeks here and there, but I've never gone a month. I've never gone, especially three months. That seems like forever to me. And I'm interested to see what is going to change. And I definitely will keep all of you updated on how this goes and like what I'm filling my time in my life with. And I would love to update you in May, maybe like as a birthday podcast or something, we can talk about what I feel like really transformed for me without social media being so present. And I'm also not going to be looking at news. I feel like, I honestly feel like, don't get me wrong. I think it's really good to be informed because sometimes being informed allows us to actually make decisions that can be helpful to others. And, you know, maybe we're able to give money to other places or help individual people if it, if it hits close to home, or there are a myriad of ways that being informed is helpful. But I also think that if you think about the news in general, it's not designed to make you feel good. It is designed to keep their views up and keep you listening and watching and being more and more and more afraid. And I just don't want to participate in it. If I can't help in some way by doing something, I just don't want to fucking participate anymore. And if that makes me selfish, I guess I'm selfish. Like, I am at a point in my life where I have the ability to take a step back and I think also for my own sanity and my own mental health, I haven't really been invested in the news since March of 2021. I really took a step back at looking at news where prior to that, I was looking at the news every day. And honestly, it gave me nothing but more peace back in my life. And I just want to continue that trend. My husband usually keeps his ears and eyes open. So if something is like really hidden in the fan or something that I really need to know about, like I get the information from somewhere, but I don't per personally make a note to check the news daily. I don't keep any news apps on my phone. And honestly, I think that's a good thing. I noticed that even when I go on TikTok or when I was in the past, I am of course, my algorithm knows me. So it knows like the content I like to see. And I would see a lot of things about like the, like how, for example, for example, I would see a lot of stuff, which I liked the content, but talking about how like people just say, oh, go to therapy and you'll get better. But when you're dealing with a collective burnout, because the conditions for people are just not good and they are no longer working. Going to therapy is not going to help you. We can teach like coping strategies, but ultimately it's not going to get better until the world gets better. And I think 
knowing that, like, don't get me wrong, I love seeing information like that. I love that there is that agreeance across the board that things are not necessarily great. And we need better and we need to demand better. And I think I can still continue to do that, but without constantly putting myself in the presence of knowing how bad things are. Does that make sense? Like, I honestly think by not knowing, I'm able to keep myself feeling better so that I can actually do better for others or even just for myself. And that even goes down to like a vibration level. We're all just energy, right? And if we know that, then keeping our frequency high is going to be of the best benefit to the energy of the world. And I feel like I just am able to radiate better when, or radiate at like a higher frequency when I'm not constantly engaging in that. So I think for me, that's going to be really good. Just like not even seeing things on TikTok or Instagram either. And really just getting to sink fully into myself and give myself that permission. So <laughs> That's why I'm I'm taking like a big leave and I'm going to reassess in May and I might decide come May that I want to go three months longer than that. You know, I may never decide to come back and engage with social media the way that I was engaging with it before. And I think, I think that's going to be a good thing. I think I'll be able to report on that. And I'm, I feel like I'm going to be astounded, to be honest. I feel like this is going to be so deeply transformative that I think it is actually going to change my life. And I say that because I see how many hours I spend giving my time and my soul away to just mindlessly scrolling. And maybe for some of y'all, it's not as big of a problem. But for me, I literally lose days of my life because I am so addicted and actively engaged that I think for me, this is actually going to be so good. And I also think it's probably going to be harder than not in the beginning. I'm going to have to let myself be bored and find other things to do. But I have plans. <laughs> you know, I I definitely have a lot of meditation queued up. I have a lot of workouts queued up. I have a lot of like trails in my area if I want to go walking or hiking. Um I also have paints and watercolors and um, I have a couple of like drawing courses. I have a Reiki course. I have a witchcraft course. Like I've definitely geared myself up with a lot of things to do instead of being on social media, just in case. And also I have a mountain of books that I have accrued since October of this last year. Like I think I've brought like 40 new books into my house because I just keep finding really good books to read and then never finishing them. So I definitely feel like I'm full up on stuff and learning tools. And I think it's going to be a really interesting time. I would encourage those of you that are feeling this similar pull to maybe take a step back. It doesn't mean you have to take three months. You could take 10 days and just see if you feel different. I guarantee, like you can call this my prediction if you want to. I guarantee with the rise of this Pluto return that is going to be happening. I want to say it's on the 22nd of February of this year. That's when it comes exact in the United States' chart. I guarantee you from this point, we are going to see the news just like ramp up and things are going to just 
Like, I'm not saying that we're not already in it. Like, I don't want to say that, like, oh, this is a big, scary thing. We're already in the Pluto return. Those of you that live in the United States of America, we're already in it. It's just going to be stronger than it has been. So I don't want you to think that this is going to be like this huge surge of something because we're already in it. We're already experiencing it. It's not going to be like night and day. But I do think from this like critical point, we're just going to be seeing more and more and more things. And it's going to be more and more relevant to you to keep yourself feeling good and be able to be present with yourself when everything around you feels a little bit more uncertain. And so ramping up on those skills right now, keeping yourself grounded, keeping yourself like feeling spiritually and emotionally and physically well, I think are really going to be the tools to have at this time in history. And so I'm just kind of taking it early. I'm going in early on this one and I'm really trying to set myself with a solid foundation for me so that when that ramp up happens, when things change, I can still feel grounded and okay with myself. You feel me? Anyways, I feel like I've talked too much. I'm starting to like, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain that. This is like podcast number three for the day. And I feel like I'm starting to just repeat myself. So I think I'm going to get off here and just say like, don't be afraid of the Pluto return. Like everything I just said, I'm not saying those things because I want you to be scared. I want you just to be aware. And with that awareness, know that you can take care of yourself. Like just take everything in stride. And if you need to take a back seat on social media, I would encourage you at this time to do that. I think it will be more healthy than not to take a step back and just see how you feel, see what changes. And also, when you get rid of a habit, you have to replace it with something else. Because what happens, especially if there's any kind of an addiction, I believe that I have like an addiction problem with social media. It is addicting to me. And I think it is addicting on purpose. They've made it that way. <laughs> I think that when we struggle with addiction of that, of that caliber, you have to be ready to replace that habit or that addiction with something else. Because if you don't, it's really, really, really easy to revert right back to it. So that's why I was giving you all those lists of things that I have or that I've done or that I've created for myself so that when I'm feeling bored or antsy or like I want to jump onto social media, I don't have to do that. So in any case, I hope you've enjoyed this ramble on social media. Um, definitely check out that documentary, The Social Dilemma, if you haven't. I think it's a really good one to watch at this time. And let me know if you're going to decide to take a step back as well. Again, I won't be receiving DMs on Instagram. Like, you can still send them, but I will not be looking at them uh, until I come back and reevaluate in the month of May and just see what I'm doing. But um, you can join my Patreon Patreon's a great place. Like you can talk to me in the comments there. That's probably the best place to be honest, excuse me, is the comments on Patreon. I don't usually look at my Patreon messages unless there's like notices from people about like Patreon. Um, it's just like, I don't, I feel like some people use their Patreon to like give access to them via messages. I don't do that. Uh, mostly because I find it to be very overwhelming, but you can definitely leave comments. I I try to always sift through those and it is a smaller community. So I do feel like those get seen a little bit more, um, at least at the time that this is being recorded, but, 
Um, in any case, pumpkin, keep yourself sane and safe and love on yourself and fill yourself up with yourself and know that you're doing a good job. Like social media and comparison is a very real thing, but you are doing great just exactly as you are. And please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. I love you so much and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. <laughs>